Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, we had a fascinating discussion in our Bible study last week. I wrote this down just because it's just so fascinating. And uh, what we were talking about is, uh, of course, we're going through some of the Old Testament kings and stuff right now. And so uh, one, of the, one of the people commented in there basically saying, hey, we have all this violence breaking out in our world. We have all of these problems, all these challenges. There's all this evil. Of course, I've addressed the question of, of why does God allow evil in the world? But this was took the same question and pointed it back to us, which is an interesting way I'd never looked at before. And so the basic point is, so if we want to point out and say, oh, look at this guy doing wrong, or, or maybe we see somebody addicted to some drugs or whatever else, we're like, you know, Fix the problem. Fix the problem. Stop doing evil. Stop doing evil. We ourselves are perpetually after evil. Jeremiah, our hearts are desperately wicked above all things. All right. We have look at the, the condition not only before the flood, but after the flood, where God tells us, you know, the, the mind of man and the hearts of men are continuously on wickedness. And all of us in our natural world are like this. And so it raises this fascinating question. And it says, if you think God should stop evil, why don't you ask him to stop the sin in your own heart first? Now, um, first of all, let's say that going back, and I'll link that video, have a look at that video, Why Does God Allow Evil in the World? Uh, very interesting points there. But ultimately, is God able to stop it all? Absolutely. But the fact is, God's not a cosmic puppet master. Predestination doesn't mean that God ordains every single thing that you do and that everything is just, just a puppet on a cosmic stage with God controlling the strings. That's not what the situation happens to be. All right. What we're looking at here is the fact that all of us have evil bound up in our hearts. Even when we come to Christ, there is still a degree of evil that exists in the world. And we have to reconcile with that. And so one of the greatest illustrations of this is found in John. Now, yes, I know some early manuscripts do not contain this part, but most Bibles include it even though. It's one of the ones that, that is omitted in some Bibles, but they never seem to omit this one. John, we're going to look at chapter 8 and we're going to go uh, verses 1 through 11. Jesus went to Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people were coming to him. He sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, and having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now, in the law of Moses, he commanded us to stone such a woman. What do you say? They were saying this to test him, so that they might have grounds of accusing him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground. When they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And when they heard of it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones, and he was left alone, and the woman where she was at the center of the court. Straightening up, Jesus said to her, Women, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go, and from now on, sin no more. So this is an interesting piece, an interesting story, because the reality is 
there's a, a degree of, of sin in our world that, that we are under the condemnation of sin because God has handed us over to our reprobate minds. That's exactly what Romans chapter 1 tells us. We repeatedly sin against him. We cast him off. We ignore him. So God hands us over to our reprobate minds. He hands us over to do the things that we so crave to do in our hearts, and that is called sin. So when all these tragedies keep happening and someone comes out and says, Oh, why? where was God? Where was God in all this? Where was God in 9-11? Where was God in these shootings? Where is God? God's still in the same place he was. He's saying, stop, do not pass go. Do not collect $100. Start by dwelling and meditating your mind and your life and your soul on me. We have not done that, and so God has handed us over to our sin. So if you think that God should just stop all of this in the world, ask, just like those people who brought the condemned woman to Christ, are you without sin? He says, he who is without sin, throw the first stone. And it says they started to leave, starting with the older ones. Why starting with the older ones? Very simply, because as we live our life, we hurt people. We don't necessarily mean to, but we tend to. And so the older people recognized, I'm kind of guilty of the same sin. I've kind of done the same stuff. And so now they are within the, they are within the presence of God Almighty who knows the hearts and the minds of everybody standing there watching whoever would pick up a stone could you imagine being the self-righteous pharisee who picks up a stone getting ready to throw it to hear Jesus tell him your greatest sins that's what he did to the woman at the well isn't it john chapter 4 Woman, go and get your husband. She says, I have no husband. He says, you're right when you say you have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have is not your husband. And she goes off into town. I just met a prophet. He is a man who told me everything wrong that I've done in my life. Well, obviously, he didn't tell her everything wrong, but you see what, what the point is. Imagine being that person to pick up the stone, to throw it. I am sinless to hear Jesus call out your sin. There's no need for evidence to be presented. This is the holy God of the universe. He already knows. And so starting with the older, going down to the younger, they left. Leaving no one but Jesus and a woman caught in the very act of adultery. Did you ever stop to think about this? They caught the woman in the very act of adultery. Last time I checked, it took two people to commit adultery. Where was the man? No, this was a trap. This had nothing to do with anything. This, the, the guy that, you know, the, the, the person caught in the act of adultery is probably like one of these, these undercover police officers stinging this woman to bring somebody before Jesus. Where was his sin being called out? It wasn't. Okay, and the fact of the matter is here that when we say, where was God? Well, first we have to start with removing the sin from our own life. We can't do that. The best we can do is come to the foot of the cross and confess our sin before God. Confess before God that we are sinners, that we are incapable of changing our minds. We are incapable of changing our hearts. Our hearts and our minds continuously dwell on sin. Only when we can take that sin openly confessed to the foot of the cross 
and lay it down before Christ and say, I have done this and I keep doing this. That is the point in time when we can recognize our need for a Savior. And when we lay that before Christ, we are forgiven. And in that forgiveness is reborn the desire to love and honor God. Now, that doesn't mean we do it perfectly. We cannot be perfect this side of heaven. But the point is, as we strive for it nevertheless, and as we live on our life in the practice of Christ, we can get to the point where we will actually now be doing what God would have us to do. Who is it that enter the, enter in the kingdom of heaven? It's those who do the will of God. So if you want to say, where was God in the middle of this tragedy? God's been in the same place he's always been. He's been telling us how to change our lives for the better. But as our society gets worse and worse and worse, we end up in a situation where we have turned away. He has handed us over to the sin. And now we are just reaping the consequences. So bow your sin before Christ Accept it. Accept his sacrifice and turn and follow the Lord our God. Thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Let me know your thoughts about this on the uh, comments down there below. You can help support the channel. This is a listener-supported channel, so you can help support the channel. Check out thinklifemedia.com or patreon.com forward slash Tom M. Patreon.com forward slash T-O-M-M. And there's also some book links in the description down below if you want to pick up some books. And we have some new books that we'll be announcing here very shortly. So thanks for coming along and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is OurWalkInChrist.com.